This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And welcome in, my friends. You've made it halfway through the week, and all of a sudden I decided to come back around and ruin things for you. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Oh, we are ready to roll live coast to coast on the BetQL network every single weekday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern and inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. So download it today and take us with you wherever you're going. BetQL right there by your side, helping you make better bets. And of course, plenty of content along the way on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash BetQL and on YouTube, search Odyssey Sports. I'm Chris Mack, Aaron and Joe off again this week, but. Luckily, my man J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez, has been holding it down the last couple of days, and they decided to let me come back in. After a long weekend, they let me back in. J-Rod, you let me back in, and I started hitting foul balls and breaking windshields, and we'll get into that stuff, which is just (laughs) such typical spring training stuff. Watch where you park. Um, We'll also get into some maybe updated NBA win totals. Noops will join us. Alex Christensen in the middle of the second hour to talk NBA. And as we start to lean into the stretch run of the season, it's not really the second half per se, but uh, the stretch run post-All-Star break gets started tomorrow night. And plenty of NFL news, especially quarterback-related news. Oh, we love to keep an eye on people's social media and who they're following and not following and who needs to get a $60 million a year deal? All kinds of stuff. We'll get into that in a couple of minutes. And Ian Valentino of Pro Football Network, one of their draft analysts, will join us in the third and final hour here on BetQL Daily. We'll even take a dive into the NL West in a couple minutes as well with spring training officially underway. But another one of those nights in college basketball, J-Rod. Another one of those nights. First and foremost, let me allow you to gloat, to celebrate. I don't know if you want to take some laps, whatever it may be, as your Blue Jays absolutely dismantle UConn, 85-66. You know, I promised a couple weeks ago I was going to give up on college hoops for the rest of the regular season. Well, like a dummy while I was off, there was lots of college (laughs) hoops to watch, and I nailed that uh, Seton Hall upset over St. John's, which is great. Don't hurt yourself patting your back because then you went and took the winnings and you bet it on UConn, you big dummy, Chris. But your Creighton Blue Jays, uh, they remind everyone that the Huskies are human last night, J-Rod. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we took we took uh, the Jays' money line and we even we sprinkled a little getting the three and a half as well. Listen, proud Creighton alumnus. That's me. And, you know, we've been long-suffering. I'm glad to see my NIL money is, is going to good use. I, I'm providing all the shoelaces for all those uh, for all those shoes. So, no, listen, it, it, it needed to be done. And, you know, it, it was actually a great spot to take Creighton aside from betting with your heart, you know, because UConn, for, for as pristine as that resume is, uh, we were talking before the show, there is a stat that jumps out the page that was UConn's 19th consecutive road loss against a ranked team. Now, listen, 
I know it's a conference opponent, and Omaha is not an easy place to play in, but that just kind of, for a team that is so good, had a 14-game winning streak, unanimous number one. I think we finally found that little sort of dent in the armor, that little, the the, the pristine Cadillac has a scratch on it, and you just got to wonder, especially with UConn still having to go to Marquette in a couple of weeks. Yeah what that game is going to be like. But for Creighton, listen, long overdue. First of all, congratulations to to Greg McDermott, his 600th career win. Talk about getting it in style. Uh, It's their first number one, uh, first time they've taken down a number one ever in school history. And it's now nine straight years, 20 wins, nine straight years. uh, They've beaten a top 10 team. And uh, it, it definitely sends an impulse, and I think it definitely sends them into, into, into a great momentum. Remember, this team was a Sweet 16 team. This team almost was, 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 a, was a wild shot of getting to the Final Four. I, I, think, yeah. I think Creighton is, is, is definitely on the upswing, and I think that, that sort of – trust me, I'm, I'm not, I'm, we're, not, we're not here to bury UConn. They're still head and shoulders above everybody. But all of a sudden, you know the king can be beaten. Yeah, I think there's, you're right. There's lessons to be learned on both sides from this one. Like you said, a, a little reminder from Creighton, hey, we're still one of the the teams to beat in the Big East. You know, we're not there with UConn maybe, but we just destroyed them. So take of that what you will, college basketball world. And from UConn's perspective, maybe it's a wake-up call, right? You, you, you absolutely dismantle a couple of opponents yourself, and then you go out on the road and get reminded that you are human. It may be at just the right time for UConn, or, and I heard Ken Barkley say this yesterday afternoon on You Better You Bet. He said, you know, you, he, he didn't say this exactly, I'm paraphrasing, but keep an eye on the teams that take all this momentum into, say, mid to late February, right? Can they keep mm-hmm. it going into their conference tournaments? And then those are your teams, obviously, that you want to back because they'll be hot. They'll be rolling going into the NCAA tournament. UConn, I'm not saying UConn isn't one of those teams. I still like my UConn future that I, I bring up repeatedly. Again, not to hurt myself by patting myself on the back. Probably won't have coming home now, but here nor there. Um, you know, keep an eye on the momentum factor for these teams down the stretch. Creighton just grabs some momentum. Let's see if they can take it forward. UConn maybe loses a little bit of steam. Can they regather themselves now after an ugly loss? As for momentum, one we have to talk about. Tennessee is starting to look like a force. Now, they've they've looked like a force throughout much of this regular season, but they kind of sleepwalked through the second half, or the first half, pardon me, last night, J-Rod. And then the second half, about, say, what, like eight, nine minutes into the second half, they start to wake up, and they go on a 19-5 to second half run, and they end up handling Missouri. And... Look, it's it's tighter than it should have been. It's only a five-point victory, but it's on the road in the SEC, even against Missouri, who is the dregs of the SEC this year. It's still an SEC victory on the road, and Tennessee may be one of those teams that's starting to build some momentum now as we head towards conference tournaments. Yeah, but I think what, what definitely jumps out at you is how poorly Tennessee is starting games. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. had 26 points at halftime. You know, great. It, it, we, we all know it. It, it. In life as in sports, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. But that's the fourth time this year 
that they have scored 28 or less in the first half. So maybe something to think about in terms of first half team totals down the road with Tennessee. And as we all know, Chris, when you get into the tournament, you really can't have bad halves. You really can't just hope to turn on the lights in the last 20 minutes of a game. Right. And I think yeah, I think it was a result. No disrespect to the people from Columbia. Thank God they were playing Missouri. I don't know if they could recover against anybody else, you know. And, and But that narrative that we've talked about, about, you know, ranked teams losing on the road to unranked teams. Listen, conference games are always special. It doesn't matter who, how good or how bad you are. But Tennessee, for a... They seem to have righted the ship a little bit, fifth in the nation. But keep that in mind. Those first half unders for them may be a trend and could bury them come March. Good call. Uh, Baylor, uh, speaking of going on the road, they don't lose to an unranked team, but number 25, BYU. Um, and also the Mountain West, to paraphrase the great fallout boy, ain't a scene. It's a hot damn arms race. Uh, San Diego State, after looking great over the weekend, they fall to Utah State, uh, another upset. So, um, yeah, it's college. It's any given night in college basketball. And this is what we've come to expect here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. As mentioned, we'll dive into uh, an NL West preview in just a couple of minutes. Blake Snell's still out there. Jordan Montgomery's still out there. Belly is still out wow. there. Cody Bellinger, all unsigned. Now 39 days until opening day. Spring training games start in two days, all of these big-name free agents, <clears throat> Boris, still out there looking for jobs. We'll dive into MLB in a couple of minutes. But, look, if nothing else, you guys know we love the gossip. Ooh, the social media. Justin Fields has unfollowed the Bears on Instagram, J-Rod, and now everybody in Pittsburgh and Atlanta goes, Woo, what's that mean for us? Um, what it means is, Look, this is my amateur reading between the lines here. What this means is something's going to get done next week. The scouting combine is in Indy starting on Monday. The bulk of the league, it's GMs, it's coaches, it's player personnel. People are going to come together in the city. Mario's favorite city in the world. Like we talked about last yeah. week, they did such a great job with the All-Star Game at Event City, right? Everybody's going to come to Indy, and they're going to look to get deals done. And I think the first domino to fall on this offseason, J-Rod, is Justin Fields. And whether it's Atlanta or Pittsburgh or somewhere else, uh, but this is a sign, I think, that Justin Fields and the Bears have talked about what the future holds for him, and it's not staying in Chicago. Yeah, it's 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 so funny that that is now part of journalism, right? That that so that somewhere in some university or some college, you know, part of journalism, you know, one oh, you know, maybe a two hundred level course, we're gonna explore social media and how to see who a, a, an athlete or who a player follows and unfollows. Listen, I will say this. As of yesterday, C.J. Stroud did not follow the Houston Texans on Instagram. So, again, take oh. it for what you will. Um, but, yeah, it, it's sort of like that's kind of like their, their you watch. You watch. I'm, I'm going to unfollow you, and now we'll see what's happening. Yeah, I do think – look, on one hand, my, my old man shaking fist at cloud inclination is to go – why would you do this now? Just wait until something official happens, right? Like that's that's what I think our generation was taught was, hey, you don't make these kind of things public. Like if you're going to split from the team and the team has told you, hey, we're going to look to make a deal at the combine, then okay, just keep your mouth shut, which includes your social media activity, whether that includes likes or follows or whatever. 
until the deal is done, right? Then you unfollow your former, uh, still current employer on social media. That's the way you want to go about it. But listen, we also have teenage kids and we know how this works, right? Like social media is real. I don't want to say real life, but in for, for them, it can be. It's real life, right? It's it's how they get yeah. their picture on the world, right? And so it, what it, happens it's is- part of it, yeah. Yeah, what happens is, you know, if you're uh, in your late teens, your early to mid 20s, this is still part of how you, I don't know, how you deal with things on a daily basis. So Justin Fields gets told by the Bears, perhaps, hey, we're moving on from you. We're going to try and get it done at the combine. And he says, okay, well, if I'm not going to play for the Bears, bink, I don't follow them anymore on social media. Um, it's, but see, it's Chris, I think I, I maybe I'm old school, but I've always thought that the best revenge is success. I would not, I would mm-hmm. not unfollow them. If I end up going to the Steelers or the Falcons or whatever, and I'm balling out there, I definitely want them to, to, to have my Instagram and see me living my best life in the triangle or in Buckhead. I want to see, I want to make sure every Bears fan or everybody that follows that account sees what I'm doing in Atlanta or what I'm doing in Pittsburgh. See, I mean, right. you know, that's the best revenge success. Yeah, it's interesting the with with the quarterback stuff starting to swirl now. And like I said, I think Fields is the first big domino on this postseason. Um, it, it's it's now circling out towards Dak Prescott as well. People are talking about he could ask to be the the highest Crazy. paid quarterback in the league at six sixty mil a year. Some people are talking about, and that he holds all the leverage. The Cowboys look. I I think there's. The Cowboys would much rather have Dak Prescott than not have Dak Prescott. Like that, that okay, I'll grant you that. Would it be an uphill battle for them to try and, and start over a quarterback? Absolutely. Does Jerry Jones think that they're closer to a championship? Maybe falsely, but closer to a championship than not if they do have Dak Prescott. Yeah, but I don't know if that necessarily means Dak Prescott walks into a room or his agent walks into a room with Jerry Jones and throws down a contract with a blank th- space on it and says, uh, just write in 60 mil there, Jerry, and get it done. Listen, I've always been let players get their money. You, you, you're worth sure. what somebody will pay you. That's it. And their window to make money. And, and Dak Prescott, you know, off the field, the dude is a $60 million guy, if not more. Okay. You know, man of the year and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been to a title game, they haven't been to an NFC championship game in almost 30 years. I, I guess I guess I look at it as I could do that with Baker Mayfield. I could I could get to the playoffs and lose with Baker Mayfield. I could do that with 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 Kirk Cousins. Do I right. need to pay sixty million dollars to get bounced in the wild card game? I don't know. I love Dak. I really do. But business is business. Yeah, and what's best for business? I don't think in the Cowboys situation anyway is making Dak the highest paid quarterback in the league. Like you're right. It, it, it's this weird thing where, yeah, you're good. You're you're very good, in fact, Dak. Like, let's be honest. There were times last year where we were, Dak was involved in, you know, MVP conversations because he was playing that well through the first 10, 11, 12 weeks of the season. But then to your point, you get to the playoffs. And if you can't perform then, then what does it matter, especially for an organization who insists that the goal every year is a Super Bowl trophy, but they've been chasing it now for... 30 years and they still haven't captured another one 
So we had a surprise team in the NL West last year, a run to the World Series for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then we've got the team that's supposed to be in the World Series every year because they spend everyone's money. And then a couple other teams. An NL West preview next right here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.